0: We often require things to go wrong in our lives as necessary motivation to set our soul priorities straight. In time of sickness, for example, we recognize the need for valuing time. Priorities become straight. So much so that nobody reasons to have sex when they're dying like it's the last thing on their mind. At other times, problems beyond our control are usually the first surefire way to drive a man to his knees and start asking for God's help. Now this is the thing, God wants to bring us into a place of bullying. Right. problem now is with small comforts here just a little bit more money in the pocket a little bit more food in the plate a little bit more fine shoes to wear a little bit more space in the house a little bit more car a little bit more fuel in the car and starts to you know get very comfortable and at that point neglect god right so now i was thinking about these things a couple days because these are like things that happen to me a lot over time, there are times when I, I always try to be spiritual code, amen. But most times, I find myself pressing in the more or pursuing God the more when I have times of really, really pressing needs. It could be physical needs, material needs, or spiritual needs. But at the point is, like when I'm bowling, I don't even, you know, when you feel be like, oh, when no, i bowling, would assume that that's when people start doing praise more and start thanking God more and start praising more. But when I'm bowling, are usually caught up in bowling, so something has to go south before boys like factory said again i realized oh my god oh my god, my god father where are you father where are you father are you my lord and oh my god but you get the point right so i was chilling and trying to think about a lot of things and then certain questions came up like what if the true purpose of discipline is for us to become so mature that we master ourselves what if we are being driven into being so in control of ourselves that we do not lose sight of our love for him what if our hearts are being pushed to be in tune with our testimonies of his goodness of his kindness of his power of his victory and all those good stuff that god is about what if we are being pruned by the work of his holy spirit to not forget him when he brings us into bowling? what if we are being pruned by the work of his holy spirit to become mature enough to not forget him when we are brought into rest comfort and like major level bowling? Especially so that we don't need calamity or problems or troubles to be tools to remind us that we should continue the relationship that we had with him. So I could even ask you now, like what kind of priest would you be right now if we're mature enough to not need demonic oppressions to stir you up in intercession? Like what caliber of royalty would you be right now if we're bold enough to stand for the rights of those being overrun by injustices, or spiritual or physical or structural nature? If you know we were as mature as we we're supposed to be. Like what manner of son or daughter would you be right now if we are mature enough to love on God in and out of season? I could also ask like, how would this maturity furnish you? Your vision, your life goals, your strides towards loving your neighbor with such an active and living love as Christ. Or what if your exercises of fasting is to furnish you to become mature, having control over your appetite so that, you know, gluttony, lusts, and all these other other scatter scatter that we get caught up in and hungry for don't overrun us when god causes us to lay down in lush green pastures so for example i mean like what if you're fasting now so that when you actually have access to proper food you don't go and eat yourself into obesity or you know what if you're fasting yourself right now and being diligent with money you know so that when wealth comes you don't go and start killing people for money or wasting money and buying things you don't need or, you know, what if you're being called to, like, drill yourself on the sexual level you get so that when the ladies start pouring out based on if you're a guy you know, you don't go and cast in the streets right? What if your exercises of prayer are tools for training us to become more open and vulnerable before our loving father and simultaneously reinforcing and invoking his authority over our lives what if our exercises of fasting and prayer is to get us prepped and ready and shielded and beefed up in muscles and spirit? What if your tithing and giving, even out of the little you have now, are exercises in delivering yourself from the love and reverence of money? What if you are being trained so as to rely on God and not your strength? What if you are being built into a channel of blessing that will not get clogged up when too much money is in the space and your hand will not instantly turn like a a gum? sorry akagom is nigerian for stingy (laughs) so now in light of these things deuteronomy 8 begins to make a lot of sense and it says every commandment which i have commanded you today you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the lord swore to your fathers and you shall remember the lord your god led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, or did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastises his son, so the lord your god chastens you therefore you shall keep the commandments of your lord therefore you shall keep the commandments of the lord your god to walk in his ways and to fear him for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land a land of brooks of water of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley of vines and fig trees and pomegranates a land of olive oil and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper when you have eaten and are full then you shall bless the lord your god for the good land which he has given you beware however that you do not forget the lord your god by keeping his commandments his judgments his statutes which i command you today lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them and when your herd and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied when your heart is lifted up You will then forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, who brought you out from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions, and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, and that he might test you to do you good in the end, that you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand gain me this wealth and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day then it shall be if you by any means forget the lord your god and follow other gods and serve them and worship them i testify against you this day that you shall surely perish it's basically excerpts from deuteronomy 8 So at the end of the day what we see is that god takes us out of egypt he's leading us to a promised land where we are going to ball where there's supply for all our needs all the wealth all the health the tall dark and lovely husband you know the hot spiritual babe for a wife good friends good people good family strength grace spiritual dimensions visions prophecy everything that we need that everything that is a good land for us god is taking us there But in the meantime, what if all these different experiences we're having right now are wilderness experiences, where we know that even in the midst of our being crushed, somehow God is preserving us. Could it be that all these are exercises, our fasting, our praying, our tithing, our giving and giving cheerfully, our devotion to the Word, all these things and God's way of developing us and disciplining us as any good father would do his son so that when he brings us into the land of plenty we will not forget him and become like the son of wealthy men that the moment they die collect the college inheritance the companies that their fathers took forever to build instantly crumble so let's think on these things and see how we can submit ourselves to godly discipline and the exercises of the spirit and of the mind and of the body so that when god brings us into the land of plenty we will not go and cast or we will not destroy ourselves before we even get to the land of plenty Ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite boy, Angelo. And I just want to thank you for spending your time with me as I rant. I hope it's been useful. I hope it's been a blessing. Do let me know what you think in the comments. And stay tuned for the next one when I come your way next time. On Jesus and Common Sense. Bless.